Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Good morning, and thank you so much for watching Sunday Kickoff. I am Fidel Barraza, alongside with me, like always, Jer Martinez, Kendall Willie, Walter Stringer. What's going on, guys? Week hey, eight, good man. Week eight, week eight, man. We are we are fastly approaching. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're almost. I mean, I guess you can say halfway through the regular season. And the Broncos are winning right now, fourteen to ten. What's the score? Fourteen to ten. Okay, yeah, 14 to 10. The Broncos cracked ten points. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's their storylines. Their storylines galore right now going on. Uh, you know, the earlier reports was Dan. I think it was Dan uh, Graziano who said that if uh, Broncos don't win this game, Daniel Hackett is without a job. So, the rumors are are going crazy. Trade deadline approaching. So, let's see what we have in store today. Yeah, he might get left in London at the least today's game. <laughs> that would be off. That would be awful. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's recap Thursday night football between the Baltimore Ravens and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay started off really well. The end of losing the game, twenty-seven to twenty-two, and the offense continues to struggle. I mean, the whole team. And yeah, uh, that, that that team looks. I mean, Tampa. That offense looks out of sync. Looks out of it. Our receivers are not getting over. No, they brought Julio Jones back for this week. He's been out since the beginning of the season. I mean, the offense looks a mess. Tom is getting frustrated on the sideline. You see him bashing the tablets and yelling at the offensive linemen. I mean, it's it's been a mess that the defense, Devin White, I mean, there was a clip, I don't know if y'all seen, but a clip going around with him. He's not the same player this year. I don't know what's going on here. They, they lost Shaq Barrett or whatnot. They, half their second, they secondary was already out with Carlton Davis on Murphy Burnton, Winfield. So, I mean, it's been a mess there in Tampa. But let's not discredit Baltimore because Baltimore came in and did good. Um, I thought when Tampa went up, I believe it was ten zip or seven zip or whatnot, that it was gonna be. I think it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like a route. I thought. I mean, Tom was fired up. He, they were feeling and whatnot. Fournette was running that ball, but it's boy, it's 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 been bad. At Lamar Jackson, he. I mean, he was Lamar. He. I mean, the MVP from a few years ago is Lamar. Um, and Baltimore. I know they lost injuries for that game, and I think Bateman went out, but they still was able to get some on reserve players in to play good. I lie on. Um, um, Duvernay and James Prochet and what about Isaiah Likely came out of nowhere out of yeah. uh, Coastal Carolina 
So, um, I mean, it was just a great game playing by Baltimore. They defense, get their defensive coordinator because their defense has been struggling this year. Get their defense some credit. But Baltimore came in a great plan, and we saw the results of that. It was a little too late for Tampa to get things going. Yeah, uh, well said, Kendall. I, uh, I, but I, I'm going to go a little bit. I'm going to take a step further. Uh, is it me or is the head coach Todd Bowles turning this into the Jets? You know, I'm just saying, you know, and I had a great conversation with a good friend of mine. Um, it's Bruce Arians. He's missing. So, so, you know, Bruce Arians is not in the in, in the ear of, you know, giving situational call outs to the offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I'm seeing this. Let's, let's go this way. Now, we, you know, I want to give a lot of credit to Byron Leftwich because, you know, he's worked his way up this far. But, you know, a lot of it starts to rely on the play calling that's going on, situational football. I mean, it's just basically it's coming down to that. But, yeah, they look they they look out of sync. They really don't look good. Yeah. So what do you think crazy. of the whole situation, Walt? Um, I talked to someone about this the other day. I think. For one, that roster, regardless of some of the injuries they've had, that roster is still too good to look as bad as it looks um, offensively, defensively. It feels kind of like once Brady got there and they got that really quick microwave Super Bowl, they never really took it as serious as they should have. And this team has steadily regressed since beating Tampa that year. You know, I kind of fell for it last year. I waited for them to turn it on. They sort of turned it on towards the end of the season, but we saw what happened. They beat the Eagles, but the Rams were able to pretty much shoot them down in the second round. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that roster. I don't think Bowles comes back, honestly. Um, they got some big-name, big price guys on that team that they got to take care of. Some guys are going to have to move on from. Um, the quarterback position is going to be key for them. I think what they do with that, that position is the most important thing over this offseason that they can figure out because there's no way Brady can be back. You know, so I mean, there's multiple things going on with the Bucks. One of them being the offensive line. I mean, they they yeah. haven't been healthy all year, right? They can't get the running game going. Uh, Fournette had only nine carries for 24 yards. He had a touchdown, but I mean, 24 yards rushing, and they've been struggling running the football essentially all year long. Tom's got some personal problems, and I know people say that that's not affecting. That's got to affect him too. He's and human. I, I, I will say right. this. PFF actually has the Buccaneers offensive line ranked number seven. So it's not it's not the it's not the offensive line. It's Tom Brady and it and it's, and it's the OC, man. They gotta get their they gotta get their I'm not gonna say bad words on the show, but they gotta get their act together, man. Yeah, well, but hey, can, you gotta get the running see, game going too. I, I've been thinking about this the past couple of days with Tom Bowles and Brown Leftwich and that offense been struggling and out of sync or whatnot. Could we potentially see we know Bruce Aarons is still up in the front office or whatnot? I mean, is it too – I don't want to say too late in the season, but, I mean, we had the midpoint. Could we see, like, a change? Because, you know, they got, like, an extra 10 days off right now. They had the early game. Could we see Bruce Aarons come down and help out more? Would that be something that they'd be open to doing? To see I mean, is, this, is, is, is there a reason for it, though? Because it seems like it would be sort of undermining Todd Bowles, first of all. And it's like, yeah. well, if Bowles is – if not Bowles. If, uh, if Bruce is already upstairs – and he's like he's there every day. He's in the building every day. He sees what's going on. He oversees what's going on. What can he possibly come downstairs and do? Now, I mean, oh. we've seen something like that similar to the NBA when Pat Riley came downstairs yeah. to take over for uh, Stan, Stan Van Gundy and then lead that team to a championship. But 
I mean, what can he really do? What's going on that he can take care of that Todd Bowles can't? Hey, well, look, I'm glad you brought that up, Kendall, because if you guys remember, I believe it was week two or three when they played against the New Orleans Saints, Bruce Arians was on the sidelines. Uh, whenever uh, Brady got shoved and Mike Evans got kicked out, it looked like Bruce Arians said, hey, go stand up for your quarterback. So, I mean, that fired that team up and that rallied the team to win that football game. And then since then, I think the NFL had contacted Bruce Arians and told him, like, hey, we really don't want you on the sidelines, so you need to stay out of it. But, I mean, that is a good point. I mean, if this team continues to struggle, look, the only reason why Bruce Arians isn't the head coach right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is because Tom Brady's back. In my opinion. How far can how far can a quarterback get to? Right, I guess you know to a certain degree, but uh, they're not playing good football right now. Yeah, they got to figure it out. Or this and season, we have Tom gone. Lost three in a row. I think he did it once in the 2002 season with us yeah. with the Patriots and whatnot. But he had not like it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they got to figure it out. All right. Um. So you know, since the Bucks have been struggling, uh, first place is on the line today between the Panthers. And the Falcons, who would have thought, in the NFC South, who will end up winning this division this year? Atlanta. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say it right now, man. Um, they've got the best offensive line playing that division right now. They're mauling people on a weekly basis, that offensive line. They're running the ball on whoever the hell they feel like running the ball on. Mariota's playing the best quarterback play in that division. It doesn't really matter who the running back is right now. They'll, everybody's getting... Yeah, of course. Everybody's getting their yards. Everybody's getting their carries. And, you know, Drake London, the first-round pick, he's played really well this season. Um, Kyle Pitts has kind of taken a a backseat. I think they're struggling really to get him consistently worked into that offense from snap to snap, uh, from quarter to quarter. But I just think Atlanta just looks like the best team in that division. They have a chance to be 4-4 and at the end of the day. And what's crazy, somebody could possibly win that division and get an and open the seat, open the playoff for the home playoff game with a losing record. That's that's crazy. And the Saints don't the Saints are still alive. They probably I know they got it. Who they I forgot who they played today or whatnot. But I know they got a Monday. Raiders. Yeah. Right. Okay, well I know, yeah, the Raiders. They got a Monday night game in a couple on um, weeks with Baltimore, and with Baltimore coming off a bye. But next Monday after next. So I mean Saints, that whole division still alive, and I mean, I thought Tampa would run away with it. Well, before the season, when we did our predict, I thought the Saints would be a top three team in the NFC. But boy, was I wrong. But um, yeah, I mean, the, who would have thought the Falcons that with Marcus Mariota? We haven't even seen Desmond on Ritter yet, but who would have thought that? I mean, and sometimes it's one of those teams like that that comes out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they strike, they, they strike light in the ball, and they just they get hot. And them guys like they just they just take off. Panthers, we, we were just two weeks ago. They was a fire sale for the team. And now they still like. If you're a Panther fan, do you want to compete for this year? Or do you want to get one of these top guys killed out next year? Then Baker Mayfield, I heard he might. I mean, he's he could he might be active today or whatnot. Yeah, so, he'll be the backup. Yeah, they still got Don. So I mean, dang, it's, it's, I don't want to be a Panther fan right now. It's like, dang, do we want to compete this year? or Do we want to be bad? Great questions, man. I mean, I I know we're going to talk about this uh, soon, but I mean. Let's take Malik Willis. I mean, he's going to get the start if he plays. If he really lights it up today and you know has that, let's just say Lamar Jackson type of uh, effect with the Titans, does Ryan Tannehill get his job back? Great question. Who wins the division, Jerry? Well, it has to be the Titans, man. No, the the, the Falcons. We talking about the, with the NFC South, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Falcons. My bad. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they, they're running the ball well. They're doing everything it takes to actually win a bad division. I'm going to call you the, Nost- the Nostradamus of uh, East-West football, right? Because you're the one who, like, right week one said, you know, oh, the Eagles can be in the Super Bowl. Now everybody's talking about Eagles in the Super Bowl. Like, I just got to think over this over this little week on Tampa, they're going to get it figured out. It ain't going to be pretty, but I think Tampa, when it brought, the fact that, that the fact that um, they're still hanging around here, no, but no team has really got five weeks in that division. Tampa going to get it right. Their schedule going to like, no, they got the rounds, I believe, coming off of, um, coming off next week. Yeah. Got the rounds next week. I think Tampa will get it figured out. Tom ain't come back for that. They, yeah. they, they get it figured out. Yeah, I like I like Tampa to win this division. I can't see myself picking any other team. I mean, I know they're struggling right now, but I think Tampa's just a better team. They're just they're in a they're in a funk, and I think they're uh, they'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, I don't. Our, we our, see our, we see it happen before, man. We we give these teams our, the benefit of the doubt. Our just and then, <laughs> Hey, and then Cordell Patterson is coming back, man, and he he's he's winning with the with with the players he has, and you you put Cordell Patterson, Cordell Patterson lit it up last year for the Falcons as far as a, a playmaker. So you add that with Drake London and Cal Pitts. Falcons, yeah, you know the Falcons are trying to they're they're playing the right type of ball to to propel themselves into becoming the leader of that division. But yeah, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm gonna put up with it. I'm gonna make sure that we win that division, but. I'm going to give it to the Falcons right now. Yeah, let's talk about a team that's not struggling, and that, and that by mean the Philadelphia Eagles. So, they play the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Will their hot streak continue? Oh, me and Jerry have been talking all week about this game here. I, love, I like our weekly talks about some of the biggest games, but I'm going to go with Philly. I think they're going to keep it going, but – Pittsburgh, they showed me some stuff last Sunday night against the Dolphins. I think they could have won that game. They dropped five in the four or five interceptions to it. I mean, all they had to do was just, just I think they caught two of those balls. I think they win that game. Um, I didn't do anything to excite me last week. Um, Pittsburgh's showing some fight, and they're still alive in this thing, too. And I mean, they're a good team. Mike Tomlin coach team. Kenny Pickett got to start turning the ball over, but yeah, I love, love um, Pickett, Pickens or whatnot, George Pickens, but they got some guys there. But I think if Pittsburgh lose today, they, they, I think they're trade. They're gonna trade off some players next week before the deadline. But I think Pittsburgh, they're gonna come out today fired up. And it's Pens- it's a battle of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh and Philly. They're both of them in Pennsylvania. So I mean, I think that game's in Philly or whatnot. Yep. So I'm, in it's in Philly. Philly. It, it don't matter. It's still Pennsylvania. So yeah. I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with the Eagles, but I don't feel good about it. <laughs> it, it dude, my gut's been telling me this is a trap game all over it, man. Because I'll tell you this. Then Steelers are feisty, man. The oh, Kenny Pickett throwing the ball all over, man. He's not he's not one of them. I mean, he's 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 what you want in a quarterback. He throws it outside, he throws it inside. Eagles are coming off a of bye, though. I forgot about that though. He reads he reads he reads the he's able to go through his progressions and he's not he's not afraid, man. He's gonna take some chances. He will air that thing out. He he has a lot of trust in George Pickens right now and uh Deontay Johnson. So this is a trap game for the Eagles, man. Um I, I, I think the Eagles, though, their offensive line currently ranked one uh, to uh, on PFFs. Uh, their offensive line is currently ranked number one in the NFL. So, you know, you add that with their defense, they should win. They should win. But it, it's, it feels like a trap game. And also, too, kind of lost in all that is that they traded for Robert Quinn from Chicago. So that's definitely going to help out that defense as well. Yeah, I don't think Pittsburgh really stands a chance. I don't um, they played a pretty decent game week one against Cincinnati, but since then things have been pretty ugly and pretty downhill. 
I think Philly's legit. I think if they're going to have a trap game, it won't be this one. They know who Pittsburgh is. They know what Pittsburgh brings to the table, and I think they're going to take Pittsburgh serious. Uh, we spoke about this, I think, a few weeks ago. I think if there's going to be any trap games for Philadelphia, you may start looking in a few weeks, maybe at Houston. As crazy as that may sound to some people. football next week. Yeah, you know, as crazy as it may sound to some people, teams have a, a situation, an issue with going to Houston and playing bad. I, I you will know, say, it's, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and in my defense, I will say, you know, that was just like what I was saying. The real trap game I see this week is the Giants and the Seahawks, man. Like, Well, I think both of those teams are kind of good. Yeah, but they're, so, playing, they're playing in Seattle. We already know the 12th man, how it gets there. So is. You know, but get back on subject. You know, with the with that, the Eagles are right 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 now. They should be the front. Uh, it should be the the team that is there. But dang, how long can you be undefeated? You know what I mean? Before it starts getting well, I think they're going to stick to what they really do. You know, they run the ball between the tackles better than any team in the league. Pittsburgh really struggles with that. So I think if Philly sticks to what they do, don't they get they, back today? What TJ? What? I don't know. I didn't see that. I know Possibly. he was back on. They activated him to get back to practice. I don't know if they're gonna be active for the game. I think I'll probably get him another week. Yeah, they yeah. got that twenty-one day window, but I know he did go back to practice. Get back to practice this week. Yeah, I like the Eagles win today. I like the Eagles win by ten. Uh, I think they're you know Kenny Pickett's gonna have some turnovers. I mean, look, he's a rookie. Uh, we saw that last week late in the game against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but look. Pittsburgh knew what this, you know, what could possibly happen with the rookie quarterback. He's going to make mistakes, but he's going to learn, and uh, he'll be much better for it next season. And real quick, I don't think the Eagles are done yet trading for players. Been a lot of rumors out there that they want to trade for Alvin Kamara, and the Saints will listen if they get the first round draft pick back. So who knows? But if they get Alvin Kamara, this team is going to be even better than what they are right now. And the trade deadline that is Tuesday, correct? Tuesday, November the second, or November the first. I'm sorry. All right, uh, what games are you guys looking forward to the most today? Let's get to the Meadowlands, man. I'm gonna go with the Jets versus the New England Patriots. Big game for the Patriots. Big game for both teams. Jets are playing some good ball right now. Uh, Patriots coming off an embarrassing loss Monday night, but. Uh, yeah, that's the game I'm looking forward to. This um the, the Jets and the Patriots. I mean, the Jets, if I mean this is your time. Patriots have beat you 12 straight times. If you're gonna get on them and get a foot on them, the time is now. You can't beat them, you ain't gonna beat them. So the time is now for the New York Jets. Um, I like what Robert Salah and company and Douglas is doing there in New York. They've been a nice in that defense. It's for real. They do got a lot of injuries today, but um that's the game I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stick with what I was saying earlier. Giants uh, versus Seahawks. Uh, I can add the 49ers and Rams to that. Packers need to win. Uh, 49ers and Packers they really need wins, man. But but Packers against the Bills, I don't I don't see them uh, being able to put together a good uh, offensive play call to get going in a win against the Bills that are red hot right now. So. We'll see. And then, of course, the Bengals and the Browns. The Bengals, if they really want to – if the Bengals really want to solidify, you know, the, that they're – or to get at the top of their division, they got to they beat the Browns today. So those are some good games that, that of course, of course, we will be looking at. 
All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams 49ers since nobody else really touched on it, so I'll touch on it. I think this is a huge game for Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. Stafford has played very poorly this season, looking at six touchdowns and eight interceptions through almost the first half of the season. Um, this is a team that has a minus five turnover differential and they're 31st in the league in rushing. So you're looking at a situation where you're turning the ball over at a high rate and you also can't maintain drives because you can't run the football. So that's pretty much a recipe for a team to fizzle out, I think, and not make the playoffs. They have to figure out some way to tone that offense down, build some plays, build some drives, sustain some drives, and be able to run the football. Because right now, defensively, they're fine. I think they're middle of the pack right now in points given up. They're around 15th in the league. Pretty much every other category, they're right where they should be. They're top 10 in almost every other defensive category. It's the offense right now. You know, so if they lose today, they're looking at what? Losing 10 out of their last 11, I believe. Is it to the Rams? I mean, to the 49ers? You know, so what are the Rams going to do? Is McVay going to prove it? Because it looks bad. Because the first thing we're going to hear tomorrow morning if McVay and the Rams lose today is what's going on with him. And he's a, he's a choker and the Rams are this and the Rams are that. Yeah, I mean, they don't look good out there. And I think Matthew Stafford, I think that injury is still bothering him. And I know that's one of the reasons why they haven't won these games, but I think that's going to be an issue still. And I think it's going to probably require surgery <clears> after <throat> the season's over. But, I mean, who knows? Look, there's been uh, speculation, you know, that they were in for Christian McCaffrey a couple weeks back, but the Niners mm-hmm. outbidded them. So, I mean, I think they're going to end up training for a running back before the tread deadline's over. They're going to utilize him, Jerry? The, four, the, four, <laughs> the 49ers need a win, man. They need a win. Uh, yeah, they do. You, if, you look, if you look defensively, they're, they're allowing 19 points a game. But right now you can see the struggles are on offense because they're only uh, – let me see, just to double check. They're only averaging 20 points a game. So Good far, old Jimmy G. This this season, so you know it's it, it's tough, man. It, it's a it's a tough situation that they should win, but you know the the Rams are the defending champs. I do think the Debo Samuel injury is going to um, hurt yeah. him or whatnot, though. Maybe Brandon, you can step in, but we'll see. What is Debo dealing with? Is it a cap? What is he? I think it's a hamstring. From my I could be wrong, but he he got hurt last week, so. Uh, the game I'm looking forward to the most, obviously, besides the Raiders and Saints, is uh, Packers and Bills. Bills coming off a bye week. They get their start corner and Tredavious White back tonight. Uh, Packers, of course, we know they're struggling. Uh, I mean, what's the bigger word for struggling? Trey I mean, White is back tonight? They should, he, I know he's active, so he. I think he might get some snaps in tonight for sure. So, okay. um, But look, I mean, Packers have been struggling the last three weeks. I mean, they need a win really bad. But it's not going to be easy going against a Buffalo Bills team coming off a of bye week, playing at home, and on Sunday and, football. Yeah, and Green Bay defense hasn't been any much ride home. But I thought they, I thought they coming into the season they'd be much better than what they played. Um, man, this I don't know. Green Bay's lost what four, three in a row, I believe. Giants, Jets, and Washington, I believe that's who it was. Yeah, like that's uh, this. It's, it's not the right time. I know Rogers said some stuff post game last week about everybody's not going to. Counter, they're going to count us out and stuff like that. And that's good to rally your team around us. But at the end of the day, you got to have the you got to have the guys too. You know, you have to have this guy. We can sit here and let talk motivate us and have all these speeches and stuff. But at the end of the day, you still have to go out there and play. 
this is a different animal on the other side of the field in Buffalo. I'm and, telling you. And really quick, Alan uh, Lazardi is going to be out tonight too. So who yeah, the hell is going to throw the ball to? Sammy Watkins, if he doesn't mess up his hamstring, he got uh, – he might heard it coming off the bus. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they. Yeah, they. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Be dead. <laughs> and I, and look, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I like Sammy Watkins. I, 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 I like Sammy Watkins from um, Clemson and whatnot. But yeah, the one from Clemson, not the one for the Green Bay Packers. Well, we, hey, well, maybe it might be a Sammy Watkins revenge game. We do know he was oh. drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Now I don't we do, see we, that. Man. Okay, hey, we, hey, you never. We've seen crazy things happen. It might be a Sammy Watkins revenge game. He might got some animosity against him or something, but. <laughs> If it if we go, they gonna leave tonight though with Green Lake, that's a different animal across the table. I do want to see the um Jair Alexander Stephon Diggs matching. That's a real good matchup or whatnot. But yeah, man, I'm I don't know, man. I don't want to count twelve out though. That's Aaron Rodgers now. Tough sledding in Buffalo tonight, that's for sure. Well, I'm gonna count them out. Uh, things <laughs> things looking kind of rough, man. I, I will say this. I will say this. I think this defense they're better than what they've shown the past few weeks. They just got some issues with being on the field too much. I will say, eh, eh, Green Bay Davis is about to get shredded. Yeah, Walt Dollar, sure. you might you might honestly be right. Shout out for listening too. Hey, you might Walter, be right. Walter, yep. have, have they not spent the last five seasons uh, selecting defense players in the first round? Yes, they don't look bad though. I think the defense is. I think the defense overall will be fine. The fact is, the offense is so bad right now. I tried to mention. I tried talking about this previously and i said you would think with all the high draft capital that they've uh, uh used on that defense that this defense would be ranked up at least top five in the in the nfl well look how much they're on the field <laughs> like let's be let's be honest i think we're, we're if we're expecting and me first because during the offseason i'm the one i was the main one saying that this could be a top five defense this could be a top four defense but I also didn't expect the offense to look this bad. It's kind of in a situation where this defense, in order for them to consistently win, they're going to have to hold people to like 13 and under. And I don't think this is a historical defense. I think this is a really good young defense with names that could be really good in maybe another year or so. But they need them to be historically good right now. And <laughs> that's not going to happen, man. They need Aaron and the offense, if they can start running the ball at least consistently, mm-hmm. I think they'll be okay. They'll be able to maybe perhaps catch Minnesota, even though Minnesota has, what, a two-and-a-half game lead on them right now? Yeah. Yeah. I so do it, feel a little funny about this game, though, because everybody's counting out Green Bay. Buffalo coming off a bye. Everybody, nobody's going to pick Green Bay tonight. Rodgers had been struggling. He, he was on the Pat McAfee show calling out receivers or saying um, guys that, that doesn't need to be playing or whatnot. Just keep an mm-hmm. eye on this game, man. I, I'm telling you, it's just this. It's, it's a weird. It's a weird spot. Nobody's picking Green Bay. Nobody. And I know, like I said, Buffalo is clear. Is clear cut the better team. But all it takes is a couple balls to bounce this way, bounce this way, and we've seen weird things happen. We and then and tomorrow morning we're waking up watching ESPN get up, or we just looking at looking at stuff, and we and we're, and we're like, dang, like what happened last night? You know what I mean? And, that, and this might all it takes is one game to turn the season. Like this might be that game. But all I'm saying, I'm still going with Buffalo. But <laughs> I'm still going with Buffalo. But I'm just saying, like, remember I said this. I'm the first one to tell you. Just, 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 just yeah. count me on this one if it goes the other way. So Both we got Walt Dollar chiming in. Both of their running backs are good. I think they should play around them. Look, I think this might be one of those games where Buffalo gets, you know, gets going. 
pretty quick. And by halftime, it might be over. It might be lights out. <sighs> I honestly feel like that. So just because when this team is playing at home and the offense is clicking, man, they're a hard they're a, it's a hard team to keep up with and beat. If Buffalo wasn't coming off a bye, I would pick Green Bay. I would in this game. I go to I go to Packers. Yeah, so we'll see. It's a it's a huge matchup. Obviously, Green Bay needs the game more than what the Buffalo Bills do, but the Bills don't want to find uh fall behind the Chiefs, and the Chiefs look pretty damn good on a bye week. All right, with that being said, uh, any final thoughts for we in today's show? Um, I want to talk about that uh, on that Cowboys Bears game. Ezekiel uh, Elliott, a running back, I've always had respect for it. He's always falling forward, moving a pal. He barely gets in. The day he's missing his first game in a while, I think since last year, I think he missed my big game or was it the year before. But that guy, man, hats off to Z. He's a he's a baller, man. You know, we see a lot of players around the league in college and football. They they're injury prone. They always get hurt. Zika Elliott, he runs hard. It's a lot of tread. I mean, he's he's got a lot of stuff, a lot of wear and tear on him. But the guy, like, he has been durable. That's one thing. He has been he's been available. And like that, I mean, I can't believe I was shocked he's missing the game. I didn't see the injury last week. It, it looked really but, bad to me. It yeah. looked bad. Okay. So. Uh, I mean, he. Yeah, but I'm surprised they didn't get. I I was surprised they didn't pull a flag because I thought that was illegal. Now, like you know, to that like to. If I'm not mistaken, he, he was up in the air, right? Or when he got hurt, or was he down already? He was, it was a run towards the sideline, wasn't it? It was. He was, he was running, and they and went where where they tackled and they hit him right in the knees. You know what I mean? Really but bad. he came back. He came back and scored a touch. He came back. So yeah, yeah I think they're at the one yard line, right? Yeah, yeah. two yard line. Yeah, yeah. So tonight, to, uh, today to be Tony Pollard, I think is it who's the backup behind Pollard? Is it Davis or Harris? Somebody yeah. like that? Uh, Malik Davis, I believe. Yeah, Malik Davis, whatnot. But um, hats off to see that guy, man. I, I've always had so much respect for him. Like he does not get hurt. He doesn't have a hamstring, knock on wood, or it, it's it's you know some players just they always banged up or something. He runs so freaking hard. He does. So um, hats off, hats off to Zeke, man. That 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 guy's. I, I'm a big Zeke Elliott fan. The fact he came back in that game after he got hurt. I like what you say there because I mean that's something that that uh, uh cowboy fans have appreciated is that he'll take he'll take a negative one yard run and give you two yards out of that. You know what I mean? So he's always been a, t- a, a very Fierce competitor, and you, you, I remember seeing him at Ohio State doing that. So, you know, uh, I, it's 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 unfortunate because you know it's kind of sad. I think this is going to be his final year with the Cowboys. You know, but uh, but uh, 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 it'd be nice if if the Cowboys uh, offensive coordinator can get their their act together uh, to match to complement the defense, and maybe perhaps they can go on a run. And go <clears throat> further into the playoffs, and maybe even push to to uh, compete in the actual Super Bowl. That'd be that'd be like the the cherry in the top for a, a player like Zeke. You know what I mean? Is Paul does Paul locked up after this year? Or is he a free agent after this year? He's a free agent. Paul. He's a free agent too. So, Zeke is a free agent. Or he just they might just cut him or something like. That? I believe it's time to cut ties. Uh, he, he's yeah, he's yeah. counting. He's counting eighteen million against the cap. He's really putting mm. the Cowboys in the bind. So yeah, I, I think. They they thought about cutting them this year, but the thing was it, it was going to be too much on that 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 cap space. So you know, might as well might as well roll with Zeke until then. So that, that those are those are things that storylines that we'll we'll talk about all off season, right? What what are the Cowboys going to do with, with the running back situation, and are they going to chase you know a, a running back in the first round? But because we're seeing so many teams devalue the value of a running back. Any final thoughts, Walt? 
Nope, can't hear you. <laughs> me, I'll be unmuting myself. Good. All right. Um, just to go back to that Giants and, and Seahawks game, I think um, it's going to be interesting considering the fact that Geno Smith and Pete Carroll will push the ball down the field. We'll do some play action and get the ball down the field. The Giants are almost dead last in the league in passing. Um, both teams run the ball very well. So I think it's going to come down to a battle of the line of scrimmage. So I'm going to go with Seattle in that game. I'm just really interested in this game. I really am because I think if Seattle can beat the Giants, they kind of take a stranglehold on, on things because, you know, the Rams and 49ers are kind of going to kind of – fizzle each other out. They're going to cancel each other out, I think, at the end of the day. And Seattle, it may sound strange now. I know it sounded strange before the season started, but Seattle looks like the most stable team in that division right now. I see I, I see, what, the, I see yeah. what you're saying. I, I expect another big game from Kenneth Walker the third. Well, we, rookie of the year, offensive. Yep. I yep. called it before the season started. So. Offensive. Yep. All right, with that being said, thank you, everyone out there, for watching and listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the games. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.